In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, sometimes our Lord makes some comparisons in the Gospel that are not exactly gratifying to us. On this Good Shepherd Sunday, he compares us to sheep. Um, Later on, he says that it's the sheep who will go to heaven, whereas it was the goats who will go to hell. Apparently, you're either a sheep or a goat in this life, one or the other. You have to take your pick. He once, on on one occasion, he compared the Gentiles to dogs, um, saying that he should not take the food of the children, belong to the children of Israel, and give it to the dogs, which would be the Gentiles. He has also compared us to the branches of a vine. He is the vine, and we are the branches. And I think we have to we have to humbly accept these comparisons that our Lord makes to express the relationship between us and Him. And specifically today, this fact that in, in many respects we are like sheep. It's not a very gratifying comparison because, first of all, uh, sheep are very helpless creatures. They have absolutely no means of defense. Um, They have no recourse if the predator shows up. And we're exactly the same way. In the supernatural realm, um, we are utterly helpless against that threefold assault that we have from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Um, We are, as it were, People without a chance. We have we have no we are no match for the temptations that are out there and even within ourselves that wage war against our eternal salvation. Secondly, sheep are very dumb creatures. They're very uh, stupid creatures. If, if you've ever uh, observed sheep, I, I lived in Australia for ten years. We were surrounded by merino sheep. Um, we observe them on a regular basis and see that they are quite clueless. Um, They run away from things without even knowing why they're running away from them. Um, They easily get lost. They have like no sense of direction when when they're they're off the path, when they get separated from their flock. They have no clue where they need to to go or what they need to do in order to get back to their flock. I mean, that's that's why um, they need a shepherd. And we we are exactly the same way. We are very foolish in this life. We do not see our purpose very clearly. We do not see um, what are the higher things versus the lower things. We we don't know how to prioritize um, the the things that we do in our life. We we do not know how to seek happiness in the right way. We're um, lost often in our journey. We do not make good decisions. We often choose to run after pleasures that destroy us or some sort of empty fame or petty material things, desperately try to squeeze out of them our um, ultimate happiness and meaning. We, we give far too much importance to things of the world. Even after we've been instructed in our Catholic faith, uh, we're still very much acting like foolish sheep. But there's a third characteristic of sheep that, that is, it is quite positive, and, and that is that sheep are very docile. Um, when the sheep have a shepherd or sheepdog, um, they, they do not rebel uh, against the, the shepherd. They follow his voice. He just has to have a voice. He doesn't have to use a whip, you know, um, like he might have to use with, with cattle. Um, all he has to do is, is have them hear the sound of his voice, of his command. 
and they immediately follow him. And well, I mean, we are sometimes docile, sometimes not. Isn't that the thing that determines whether we end up being goats or sheep in this life, whether we end up being on the left side and, and we, we go to hell or on the right side and we go to heaven, our docility towards our Lord. Because we are like sheep in, in regards to our eternal salvation, um, because this supernatural goal um, is totally beyond us and we are utterly unable to attain it of our own power, well, we need a good shepherd in this life. We have to admit that, that we, we are in the category of the sheep. Without such a good shepherd, we are utterly lost. We have to realize what a gift it is to be guided in our lives and even guided to a very great detail. What a blessing it is to have our Catholic faith, which spells out to us in so much detail what we are meant to attain in our life, how we are meant to reach our goal. It is true that the Catholic faith is a very demanding religion. It sets many requirements for us. Um, and it sets a very high ideal for us. But how many people are there out there who simply do not know where they're going in this life? They're, they're confused. They don't know how to pursue happiness. They don't know the reason for which God has made them. And as a result, they are totally lost. They chase after happiness in various forms, whether it be pleasures or fame or glory or money or whatever. And they, and they try to attain that happiness and they find it does not work. And when it does not work, they say, well, what do I do now? And they have no answer. So they blindly pursue something else, some other thing that they hope will give them pleasure or give them happiness. But we have, through the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, very clearly a map, a roadmap for our lives to follow. This is such a blessing for us. How important it is for us. Hopefully we appreciate it to have our Lord as our shepherd, to have the Catholic faith, which gives us so much clarity in our lives about who we are and where we're going in this life. There are three characteristics of our Lord as Good Shepherd. If we, if we don't just take the Gospel passage as it is here today, but, but read the whole discourse of our Lord um, about the Good Shepherd. And these three characteristics of, of our Lord, of course, are, are meant to be the ideal for which the priest himself strives to imitate. Um, the priest is meant to be another Christ and to exemplify these characteristics that our Lord modeled for him in his own life. The first characteristic of our Lord is, is Good Shepherd is that he has a personal and loving fatherly relationship with his sheep. Here's what he says. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has let out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. But a stranger they will not follow, but they fly from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. The sheep trust the good shepherd implicitly. They, they have, the good shepherd has proven to them that he is very trustworthy, that he has their best interests in mind. And so they don't even hesitate to follow him. It's very touching that, that our Lord speaks of himself as knowing our own names. It's so important for us to believe 
in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ for us. There's no way that we will follow our Lord as we should in this life unless we trust him, unless we actually believe that that he loves us. To think that he says that he knows your name. He knows who you are. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going through. And he calls you. He calls you by your name. Whatever your name may be, he calls you personally. All throughout your life. In order to lead you to those pastures, the eternal pastures. You have to believe this. If so many people have left the church after the Second Vatican Council, it's because they're not hearing the voice of Christ. They're hearing the voice of a stranger. They're hearing a very strange voice. When, when I don't know, they, they hear the preaching, the, the sermons, or they go to Mass and, and they see the, the lack of respect for the Blessed Sacrament, or just basically a carnival show, they become totally disoriented. They don't know where they're going in this life. They get lost. They get scattered. That's the reason for the crisis in the church. It's because the shepherds are not leading in the way that Christ did. The second characteristic of our Lord as a shepherd, in his own words, is that he gives life to his sheep as opposed to death. He says, the thief only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. The good shepherd only has in view the good of those whom he's taking care of. He wants their life to be fostered. He wants all that is good for them to be fostered. He does not spare himself in all of his labors so that they might live. This is exactly what we see in the life of our Lord. Um, in his, especially in his public life, that his whole intent was to save the lost sheep, those who had gone astray. He was not sleeping. He was praying all night. He uh, was bombarded at every hour of the day by people who wanted to be cured, people who wanted to be taught. And he would spend hours with them, taking care of them. What our Lord wants is for us to live the true life, which is not this material life, It is the life of God, the life of grace, the life that will lead to an everlasting life, the life that is not perishable, the life that is incorruptible. He wants, above all, the advantage of the souls entrusted to him. There's these words, touching words that he says to the Heavenly Father in John chapter 17 in his priestly prayer, when he says to the Father, I've not lost any of the ones you have given me, but the son of perdition, but Judas. I have taken care of them. Now I go back to you, but I have taken care of them. Whereas the thieves, the bad shepherds, the bad priests are only looking to use the sheep for their own goals. They're not looking for the common good of their own flock. They're looking to see what advantage can I take? They're in love with the money of their flock or they're they're in love with the attention and the adulation that they get from their sheep. Or most scandalously, it's been a terrible mark on the priesthood. These priests seeking sexual favors from their own flock. They are thieves. They come only to steal, to kill, to destroy. They ruin lives. 
They ruin lives, uh, the, the eternal salvation of the, the sheep entrusted to them, and they end up even ruining the lives of those entrusted to them while they're still here below. It's a very terrible thing. The third characteristic of our Lord is, is the Good Shepherd is that he lays down his life for his sheep. When the sheep are in danger, when they are threatened from the outside, from a wolf, from whatever, from the weather, what does he do? He immediately places himself in the presence of the danger that they face. He places himself as a shield to the danger that they are facing. How does he do that? In what manner does he do that? It's not just that he lays down his life. It's very important for us to understand the way in which our Lord lays down his life for his sheep. It's very touching. He lays down his life like a sheep, like a juvenile sheep, like a lamb, is how he goes to the slaughter. Isn't it extraordinary that our Lord not only says he's the shepherd, but he says that he himself is a sheep, and even a baby sheep, a lamb. This is what St. Peter emphasizes to us in the epistle today. Not just that, that our Lord died for us, and by his stripes we are healed, but the way in which he died. When he was reviled, he did not revile. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he delivered himself to him that judged him unjustly, who his own self bore our sins in his body upon the tree. It's as if our Lord is there with, with all the sheep, all of us, and he knows by name. And it's death and sin who want to grab us and ravish us and destroy us and tear us. And he places himself out there in front of us. And he gets torn apart by death and sin and therefore saves us. He saves all of us, or at least the sheep, not the goats. He doesn't save the goats. He saves the sheep. So my dear faithful, well, on this Good Shepherd Sunday, there's two things especially that we need to do, perhaps when we make our, our Thanksgiving with the Good Shepherd and our communion, this intimate connection we have with the Good Shepherd who gives his life and gives us himself for our food, for our spiritual nourishment in the Blessed Sacrament. The first thing we have to do is, is pray for our shepherds. We have to pray for our priests. The priest is on the front line. He is on the front line of the, of the temptations to the world, the flesh, and the devil. He has to live his life um, at a higher level. Uh, he has to live the, the life of chastity. He has to live the life apart. He has to live that life of prayer uh, to a greater degree of intensity than the faithful or else. He will not be the good shepherd. And because of that fact, he's more subject to the assaults of the devil. The devil is much more interested in taking down a priest. The, the rebellion of human nature, it, nature cries out more in rebellion than the priest because nature is put down more. Nature is not given as much in the life of the priest. When a shepherd is a hireling or a thief, Many, many souls are lost. The devil has a great victory. But when a priest is good and faithful, so many souls 
are saved. So pray for your priest. Secondly, and, and, I, and I say even pray for the bad ones. Pray for those bad bishops. Pray for those bad priests who are out there. Do not give up on them. Pray for our, our, our Pope. Pray for Pope Francis. Pray for them that, that they may become better shepherds, that, that this crisis in the church may be turned around. They need your prayers, not just your complaints. Secondly, you have to want to follow the good shepherd. The true sheep know his voice, and they follow him. They are docile. Remember what he says. He says, the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And really what our Lord calls us to do is to exactly imitate those three characteristics that he has. You must, to follow him, you must want to be like him. First of all, you must love him. He loves you. He knows you by name. He gives himself for you. You have to love him in return. You have to love him in return. You must not do religion for your own sake, but for the love of him. As a result, you must make sacrifices for him, just like he is looking out for your life and all that he does. He gives his life for your life. He gives himself to you in Holy Communion. You must want to give your life for him. You must want to make sacrifices for him. Seek to please him in what you do. And then lastly, even to give your life for him. And we, we celebrate, above all, the martyrs, the great martyrs in our history, in our Catholic history. There is a special Mass for martyrs in Paschal time. If you have a chance to look up the special Mass, just for Easter time, for martyrs, because they imitated our Lord so perfectly. It is a glory to be able to give our life for our Lord. Chances are we will not be martyred, but, but you, you have the opportunity to give your life to our Lord in many different ways. What is the result? What's going to happen at the end if you follow the Good Shepherd in this way? By me, says our Lord, if anyone enter in, he shall be saved, and he shall go in and go out and shall find pastures. If you follow our Lord in this life, if you seek to emulate him, if you love him, if you sacrifice yourself for him, you shall find pastures. You shall find the eternal pastures of heaven. You will be with him. You will be with the good shepherd forever in heaven, enjoying, enjoying everlasting happiness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.